Welcome to the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast. This is where you get nutrition, health, fitness, performance, all perfectly packaged together in a bite-sized podcast to help educate and motivate you to stay on your fitness journey. Lately, if you haven't noticed, I've been talking a lot on the show about protein, but I haven't really touched a whole lot on the benefits of fiber. And so I wanted to talk about fiber today because one thing I'm trying to do, and you're going to hear me say this a lot in this podcast, is is help my clients to build their plate around protein and fiber and also healthy fats. Uh, The reason why is because they're so crucial for our overall health. You know, if you were to ask me, well, what's the pros and cons of fiber? You know, really the short answer is the only con is of eating fiber is that you, you poop too much or you poop more. <laughs> and which for some people, that's, a, that's not a, a bad problem to have. And we're going to talk about some of the reasons why. Um, but, you know, fiber has such a, a crucial role in our overall health. So before I dive into the many benefits of fiber, I just ask that for this free information that I put out every week, uh, if you'll do me a favor and review me on Google under Muscles and Veggies Fitness. There's also a link in the description of the podcast. You can just click on, leave me a review. That helps people find my personal training uh, in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And also review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Those are the two biggest platforms that people listen to this show on. So if you could leave me a review on one of those, whether it's iTunes or Spotify, and tell me what you think about the show, how you benefited from this information, I would really appreciate it. Now, as for the benefits of fiber, there is a lot, okay? Um, Number one, it reduces the speed of how food raises our blood sugar. So in other words, um, fiber in combination with anything that would normally raise our blood sugar will slow down the absorption of that food. So it raises our blood sugar slower. And if we have a slower blood sugar response, we have a lower insulin response. And if we have a lower insulin response, we have Uh, less of an ability to store that food as fat. The higher the insulin, the higher the probability is that we're going to shove that energy away into a fat cell. Um, Unless you're working out vigorously, uh, then that's a whole other topic. And, you know, that insulin will shove that energy into the muscles. But fiber's role really... Uh, is a really, really good one when it comes to blood sugar. And let's just face it, like you don't see a lot of diabetics that have blood sugar problems that are eating 30 to 50 grams of fiber per day. And most of the time people become type 2 diabetic and they have blood sugar problems for a host of reasons. But one of the reasons is they just eat a lot of processed food and processed food is notorious for being deficient in fiber. Uh, Fiber also increases motility speed. So on that same topic, oftentimes we see people that eat a high processed food diet. They struggle sometimes with constipation. Um, And people who eat a high fiber diet, 30 to 50 grams per day of fiber, uh, they generally have the opposite problem. They're going poo like at least once, maybe two to three times a day. And that's actually what we're supposed to be Uh, doing. We're supposed to be going poo more than once per day, um, depending on who you talk to. I think personally, I think it just makes sense that we're constantly taking out the trash. 
And that constant taking out the trash, whether it's poop, pee, sweat, whatever it is, um, that helps in detoxification of the body. Now, the next one, it reduces, fiber reduces cholesterol and triglycerides. And this also goes back to the reason uh, that fiber actually slows down our blood sugar response, but it increases motility speed. And cholesterol is highly regulated by uh, the gallbladder and the release of bile uh, into the digestive tract. And we're taking out cholesterol and taking it out to the trash instead of recycling it. Because remember, there's huge blood vessels that are in the colon. And if we're not taking out the trash of our, our liver, so the liver uh, filters the blood every, let's say every 10 minutes, depending on the person and how fast your heart is beating, then it filters everything out and it drops the contents uh, in bile into the gallbladder. And then when we eat healthy fats like olive oil, uh, butter, you know, ghee, coconut oil, avocados, we eat that kind of stuff, then the gallbladder contracts and squeezes bile into the digestive tract. And when that bile emulsifies the fats, it's really a beautiful process. The bile breaks down the fats so that we can digest them, but then also the bile is what we're taking the trash out from the liver. So it's like this beautiful process where the trash from the liver actually emulsifies our fats due to its acidity. And then by emulsifying the fats, we digest those fats. But at the same time, we poo out all of the bile, which is what makes our, our stool nice and dark. Um, that we poo that out and get it out of the body. So it's really a beautiful process. Um, and it all the time it regulates cholesterol. Now it regulates triglycerides in a different way because triglycerides, you can look at if you have triglycerides over a hundred is where I start to, you know, throw up red flags when I look at labs and triglycerides, uh, actually is a measure of how much sugar someone is eating or how, what a problem uh, of blood sugar may be in the body. So if I see somebody with like a two or 300 or even a 500 triglyceride, I'm like, whoa, we have some serious blood sugar issues. And again, fiber slows down blood sugar and helps regulate blood sugar in the body. So you can see how fiber uh, really plays a crucial role in all this. The other thing it does is, and I kind of already mentioned this, but it increases the removal of toxins, heavy metals, and excess hormones. So um, this sped up motility where we're pooing more and more, uh, it binds like fiber binds to these toxins, these heavy metals and excess hormones and gets them out of the body. Remember, like we're taking out the trash constantly with this sped up motility. And this removes the, uh, toxin load on the body from all the environmental toxins that we're exposed to all the time, pesticides, herbicides, phthalates, flame retardants, BPAs, plastics, you name it, um, we are in an extremely toxic environment in most cases. And that's why we do our best not to you know, add more toxins by the things that we're drinking, eating, consuming, uh, as much as we can eliminate that because we have enough that we're just breathing in a modern environment uh, that most of us don't see or think about. So these things bind to fiber and fiber gets them out of the body. Here's another one that I talk about a lot, and this is GLP-1 hormone. Why do I keep talking on the podcast about GLP-1 hormone? This is a peptide in the gut 
that regulates appetite control. And now people are injecting themselves with this peptide uh, through the pharmaceutical industry under various different names. But you'll 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 hear about it more and more um, if you haven't already, because they're marketing this drug for um, type two diabetics and weight loss, but it's not approved for weight loss yet. So they're marketing it for as a weight loss drug. Um, so anyways, I'm not going to go out on a deep rabbit hole on that, but like fiber increases this hormone naturally. So, you know, here's the problem with injecting this hormone is that when we inject this hormone, we have it in our body 24 hours a day for a week at a time. That's what this pharmaceutical is doing. People are injecting it once a week. So we're not supposed to be walking around all the time with high GLP-1 peptide in our gut. This is only a peptide that is in the presence of high amounts of fiber and protein. And, that, and what it does is it turns off the appetite. So I promise you, if you eat a huge bowl of, let's say, like broccoli, carrots, and protein, some sort of meat, after about five or 10 minutes of eating that, you're no longer are hungry. Your appetite shuts off. Why? Because that amount of fiber and protein turns on GLP-1 and you just aren't hungry anymore. You'll push the bowl away from you. And that is exactly why this drug is uh, working in people that have appetite control problems. And the problem is, though, is that all day long, this hormone is at super physiological levels and that causes problems. It kind of shuts down the motility. It slows down the motility of the gut. And then it, it also paralyzes the stomach to release stomach acids. So that's all I'll say about that. But you can get this hormone naturally in, in not a super physiological way by just eating protein and fiber. So appetite control comes from eating these whole real foods. Uh, we don't have to inject ourselves with it from a pharmaceutical industry. And not to mention, these people are paying $1,000 in some cases per month to have this injection. Uh, anywhere from $600 to $1,000 a month. I actually tried to get one of my clients who is obese, he's diabetic, he has heart problems. He had a quadruple bypass like less than 18 months ago. I was actually trying to get him on a short-term stint of it. And guess what? Um, his doctor... Uh, his doctor allowed him to do it, but when it came time, his insurance wouldn't cover it and it was going to be like $800 a month and he couldn't afford it. And I'm like, great. So the people who actually need it can't get it because the prices are so crazy sky high because the demand for it is so sky high and then insurance won't even cover it for the people who really need it. So that's my rant for the day. I'm sorry you had to listen to that, but, um, Fiber actually increases this hormone completely free, just eating whole real foods. Okay. Now, the next thing it does is, and probably the most important thing, is it increases, fiber increases the diversity of species in the gut. So, the reason this is probably the most important thing is because our gut health is such a huge part of our overall health. Um, and the, the studies have consistently found that the more diversity of species that you have in the gut, the more robust your immune system is and the more robust your overall health is. Now, here's what's interesting is there's two different types of bacteria. In fact, you could call this like 
two different classes of bacteria uh, that are found in the gut. And firmicutes do not make you firm and cute. Firmicutes bacteria is a bad type of bacteria that really thrives off of lots of sugar and processed foods versus bacteriodites. Bacteriodites is a very fiber rich bacteria. They love prebiotic fiber from fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, um, all these different plant fibers. And here's the thing that's so interesting is that if you look at uh, obese people versus non-obese people, you'll see a huge rise in Firmicutes bacteria versus Bacteriodites. And they take, this is what's super interesting in these studies, is they'll actually take the Bacteriodites and they'll inject it through a fecal transplant in people that have large amounts of Firmicutes bacteria and they'll lose weight. Isn't that staggering? Uh, they've done this with humans and mice. And um, this just shows like how undereducated we are in the role of the microbiome and the gut. So the, the bottom line is this, firmicutes do not make you firm and cute. They thrive off of processed food and they are correlated heavily with obesity versus bacteriodites who love fiber from plants, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, and they are associated with non-obese people. Okay. So, you know, this is where the conversation really goes to like all the benefits of gut health and focusing on real whole plant foods. And I know some people in the, the nutrition space, like they really believe in the carnivore diet. And I just want to touch on it just for a second. The carnivore diet is, if you haven't heard of it, it's a, a diet where people are eating nothing but meat, um, maybe honey and, you know, maybe just a few things, but they're basically eliminating all plant foods from their diet. Now, I will say in the short term, this can be a beneficial tool for people who are really struggling with IBS and gut problems. They will get, they'll be able to function in the short term off this diet, but that's not the solution. Like people are bandwagoning for the carnivore diet just because they get help um, you know, from their IBS symptoms, now all of a sudden, this is the one, one be all diet for all health reasons. And it's like, no, come on, we have to think about this logically for a second. Uh, first of all, is if that was the one be all health diet, uh, is it sustainable? No, because people are not going to just eat meat, liver, uh, organ meats, collagen, bone broth, you know, and honey for the rest of their life. They're just, that's not going to be sustainable or realistic. Now, the second thing is, is that when these people go back to eating fiber rich foods, oh man, do they struggle with problems. Uh, and it's because their diversity is so limited in the gut bacteria that um, they feel miserable and bloated and gassy when they enter in all these prebiotic fibers back in. So in other words, the, the old saying, if you don't use it, you lose it. Uh, it even applies to the carnivore diet because we don't want to lose the diversity in our microbiome uh, by and by eating no fiber at all. And here's the thing: like in the absence in the absence of like healthy prebiotic fiber, those bacteriodites die out, and that leaves a fertile garden soil to uh, to breed the firmicutes if people aren't careful. All right, so we have to think about this logically. It's it's really centering back to whole real foods from the earth. 
that our creator gave us. Uh, when it comes to protein and fiber, you know, we have to think, I always say this mantra to my clients, meat, fish, fowl, nut, seed, fruit, veg, meat, fish, fowl, nut, seed, fruit, veg. That is building your plate around protein, fiber, and healthy fats. The healthier the gut, the healthier your mind. So the healthier your mind is, the less anxiety and depression you have. Think about this for a second. 80% of everyone who has, who has IBS also reported they struggle with anxiety and depression. Okay, 80% of IBS patients. The healthier your gut, the healthier your hormones. Why? Because we detoxify extra excess uh, kind of bad hormones, like bad forms of estrogen, by keeping motility moving through the body. And the healthier your gut, uh, the healthier your hormonal profile will be, whether you're a man or a woman. Here's one that, that I've preached a lot about in COVID was uh, the healthier your gut, the healthier your immune system. And this is a red flag to me is when I hear a friend or family member or um, a client, like they're constantly getting colds and flus, like, you know, three, four, five times a year. I, I start to wonder, man, I think this person might have some serious gut problems. Even if they don't really have IBS symptoms, I'm worried about their immune system because they're like catching colds and flus pretty much every you know month, every two months. It's like, come on, man, really? Like, if when your immune system is robust, you should not get a cold or flu more than once or twice a year. Okay, period. Um, so now you can see why I really talk a lot about uh, when gut health and this fiber topic in gut health is so crucial. And also keeping stress low because keeping stress low will keep your gut intact. Uh, those who like the higher your cortisol, the, the higher your chances of leaky gut or intestinal permeability. And the higher your chances or the higher you amounts of leaky gut you have, the more immune problems you'll have, the more sensitivities to food you'll have, and the more you just flat won't digest and assimilate the food that you're eating, even if it is really good food. So we want to make sure and keep stress low, fiber high, and keep the gut really healthy and happy. What are some symptoms of like good gut health? You don't get bloated and gassy after meals. Um, you don't get sick and, and like colds and flus often. Okay. You don't struggle with anxiety and depression. You don't struggle with low hormones, uh, low testosterone, i.e. any of those kind of hormone thyroid issues. Okay. Um, skin health is good. Uh, skin problems is often associated with bad gut health. So you can see why, like I'm really advocating for, the listeners of this podcast and my clients to build their plates around protein, fiber, and healthy fats. These are like the trifecta of nutritional health and fitness. Now, as for foods and supplements, um, shoot for 30 to 50 grams of fiber per day. In terms of foods, think of diversity. Each kind of fiber has a different type of food for these bacteriodites, bacteria. In other words, uh, each type of fiber has different compounds and different strands of fiber, cellulose, that feed different types of bacteria. So the more different types of fiber you can eat in a daily basis, the more diverse your microbiome and these bacteriodites will be. Try new types of fruits and veggies uh, each time that you shop at the store. It's kind of a fun thing uh, that my wife and I do. 
is trying to look for different things that we haven't tried. Have you tried jicama? Jicama, jicama is like the cross between a potato and an apple and it dips really good in like hummus and salsa and things like that. Um, and it's nice, uh, nice thing to have around in place of like chips, right? Uh, have you tried acorn squash? I'll cut an acorn squash in half, bake it in the oven, and then I'll use it as a bowl to put like sausage or meat or something like that in sprinkle a little vegan cheese on top or something like that. Parmesan. And, um, it makes for a delightful little, bowl that's also made out of a really really healthy source of fiber okay what about quinoa quinoa is or wild rice and quinoa are such good force good forces good um species or good modes of uh, healthy prebiotic fiber and they also are like good for workout days and adding back some starches and carbs but think about this for a second there's like over 20,000 different edible species of plants uh, around the world that, and they're still counting, right? And 90% of our food comes from about 15 or 20. Think about that for a second. 20,000 different edible species of plants and, and foods, and 90% of our foods come from about 15 or 20 of those 20,000. So there's so much variety out there. Anybody who's ever traveled, you know, to different countries, you you quickly see how much variety there is at different markets and things. And it blows my mind that like our grocery stores here in the U.S., like they pretty much carry the same 20, 25 different like fruits, nuts, bear, or I mean, fruits, vegetables, berries, you know, that kind of thing. It makes for, um, you know, like a little bit of a treasure hunt to go find these different types of fiber. And as for supplements, I only use like a prebiotic supplement with clients who just can't get their fiber intake up. Maybe they're struggling with gut problems or maybe they just don't like fruits and vegetables. I'll use what's called Thorn Fiber Mend. Fiber Mend is specifically designed from Thorn to mend uh, the gut and mend the intestinal lining with healthy sources of uh, prebiotic soluble fiber. And remember, you can get 25% off the whole store at Thorne uh, just by uh, emailing me, telling me you want to join the client invite list. I give you 25% off the whole store. Every time you log into your account, you're considered like a client of mine. There's a link in the description with my email. All you got to do is click on it, email me and say, hey, I want to join the list. I'll shoot you an invite. You log in. I never send you another email or ad or any kind of annoying thing. You just literally have an account set up for your supplement use at Thorn. Summary, fiber is key for regulating blood sugar, regulating our digestion, regulating our gut health, our detoxification, cholesterol, triglycerides. I could go on and on and on. Build your plate around fiber, protein, and healthy fruits and vegetables, and along with healthy fats, okay? This is the, again, I'm gonna say it, the trifecta of health and fitness with fiber, protein, and healthy fats. If you like what you're hearing on this podcast, don't forget, please leave me a review on iTunes or Spotify. Also on Google, the link is in the description to do that as well. And uh, that's all for this episode on fiber. I'll see you guys next week with a whole another episode. Got lots of good topics. Hey, again, if you have a question and you want me to cover something, reach out to me through either email or DM me on Instagram or Facebook and let me know your question. 
I'd love to hear what my listeners would like to hear about on this show. I'll see you guys next time on the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast.